couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. everybody and we are still rolling along with my so-called life we are the day before uh april fool's day so yeah if you tuned in thinking you're gonna hear some degrassi april fools um also we've been doing this for like six months now so get over it uh we're doing my so-called life and we are on part two of life of brian not the monty python movie but the episode 11 of my so-called life i am alan and I will be leading this time around, but I am joined by a fun cast of characters, one of whom is in a blizzard still, I believe, all oh. the way out east. Who's out there under a pile of snow? Oh, it's hard to it's hard to podcast under this big pile of snow. Me and Linda are here. She's breathing our hot breath right in my face, which is actually helping melt some of the snow, so that's good. Well, if you uh, keep yeah, having to pee like you did last week, you'll just pee yourself out now, of there. Now, yeah. that never happened. That all got edited out, right? <laughs> sure <Yep>. didn't. <laughs> no. oh <laughs> Yes, I'm Ted. Uh, it's currently a blizzard in Newfoundland at the at this time, and it's blowing a gale, as they would say. So oh. that's what I'm doing. Let's uh, let's let's bump it on up to the uh, off the Gardner Expressway. Who's up there? QEW. Uh, QEW. Oh, oh, sorry. QEW. QEW. Get your highways right. Learn about our highways properly. Hello. (laughs) Even I know that's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Well, you could have been on the Gardner Expressway if you were coming from downtown Toronto, maybe. Yes. To Oakville. Listen, I'm See? used to it. People don't hear enough about Ontario and not in Canada. I exactly. get it. Like, mm-hmm. You just don't understand. You don't understand. Tim here in, <laughs> Tim here in Ontario and Oakville. Um, to harken back to an episode a few times ago, I must say I asked my uh, my son I, if he knew who Pippi Longstocking was, um, if you remember that. And uh, he said, what did you say? Pinky Epstein? So... <laughs> Um, so I say that's a win for Courtney and a loss for Arlo on that one. And uh, who's back on our special guest this week? 
Uh, Stacy, reporting from New York State in the United States of America. How's everyone doing? <laughs> very, very well. Uh, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, by the time this comes out, the uh, baseball season will have started, so you're probably very excited. I'm very, very excited, yes. Yeah. It, it's so weird because it felt like the winter was forever and then spring training flew by. Oh. Yeah, and you had that world baseball shit, which Courtney was very excited about as well, and she's not here to talk about it, but... Yeah, no, it was actually, yeah, it was actually very exciting this year, and it's making people clamor for the next one in 2026 so oh. it should be interesting to see who participates then um, considering when it started everyone was complaining that they shouldn't be hosting it anymore so it, it <laughs> could have been more fortuitous i guess this year yeah right um so one thing that we don't really talk about a lot is that uh, narbos and broomheads has a facebook group so if you're on facebook still <laughs> mostly people our age or what's left on facebook i believe uh, there is uh, Narbos and Broomheads, a Degrassi podcast, or just look for Narbos and Broomheads. We got a group there. And on the Pippi Longstocking front, um, Emily, Emily L. Geyer uh, commented, I was in Stockholm last weekend, and there were uh, le at least a few Pippi Longstocking souvenirs in every single tourist shop. And, uh, and I thought, well, yeah, you're in Sweden. But yes, there. So Pippi Longstocking there. But then uh, Emily... Jorgensen McMahon replied and said, in my experience, Arlo is correct. My son is 19, and I read Pippi Longstocking to him when he was little. So we have started a Pippi Longstocking debate, everybody. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Or Pippi Picky Einstein, whichever one you subscribe to. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, go to Narbos and Broomheads uh, on Facebook if you want to have some more witty banter. Uh, yeah, there you go. Also, I think it was... Uh, Melissa, who posted a picture of like four littlest hobos oh. or five of them, <laughs> yeah, yes, like five smart dogs, like collectively <laughs> could just run the whole town. Just to say, could rule the world. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Smartest dogs ever. Um, Balance the budget. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're talking part two of Life of Brian, episode eleven of My So Called Life, directed by Todd Holland, written by Jason Katniss. Or Cadams, sorry. Uh, it aired November 10th, 1994. Uh, Ted went through all these facts last week, by the way. And again, in 1997, TV Guide ranked this as number 37 on the 100 greatest episodes of all time on television. So mm -hmm. number 37 on the list on IMDb. It is ranked number one in terms of rating for, uh, you know, loving my so-called life episodes. And on numerous other lists, if you type in best My So-Called Life episode, this is uh, typically near the top. So, Well, yeah. this podcast has hit a pretty good milestone, too, I'd say. I think we realize we're around 200 episodes. So where do you think this episode is going to rank on our 200 episodes of Narbos and Broomheads? Every episode is number one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that is it's correct. A... Actually, I'll tell you how many we have. Mm -hmm. uh, this is episode 202 that we're doing right oh, now. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, crazy times. We uh, we sure we just missed the anniversary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like me and my relationships, I'm like, wait, it was our anniversary a week ago. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, so, in part one, what did we have happen here? There is a dance. The world happiness dance is going to be taking place at the high school. Uh, Brian, who is the narrator for this episode, this is a Brian-centric episode, 
is being pursued by Dahlia. Dahlia or Delia? Dahlia, right? Delia. 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 Let me just write a note over here so I don't forget. Delia. Um, so Delia is pursuing Brian. She has fallen out of space and started going to school at this uh, high school. And while Brian is into it enough to admit to us, the audience, that he had a boner in uh, <laughs> one interaction with her, he is still, of course, uh, his real boner is still for Angela. Angela wants Jordan to go to the dance. Jordan doesn't even know what a dance is. And <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. Ricky is infatuated with this boy, Corey, who wears a beret and is hanging out with Rayanne. And the three of them have decided to go to the dance together. So Ricky does not want Angela to go with them because if you go to a dance with somebody, everyone knows you're doing it, I guess. And uh, so she doesn't, he doesn't want Corey to get you know, the wrong idea so that you know, maybe they can get together. And so Angela, without a means to go with somebody to the dance, um, asks Brian Krakow if she can tag along with him. Uh, Brian Krakow sees this as her asking to go to the dance with him. And he has just recently accepted an offer to go with Delia. So he's got a little problem on his hands. Mm -hmm. And also Graham is wallpapering the house, which is unfathomable <laughs> to all of us. So there's also that. So <clears throat> this uh, second half of this episode starts off with Rayanne at her locker flirting with some dude, some rando. Ricky comes along and tells the guy to, to scram. <laughs> Ricky's pretty aggressive here. Like, he's not like, fuck off, dude, but tells him to get out of here. Might, might as well have said it. Yeah. And he's not actually pissed at the dude. He's pissed at Rayanne because Rayanne has invited Corey to the dance uh, basically, I think Ricky either wants to go about this um, situation with Corey on his own, or he just doesn't want it to happen because, again, gay relationship in the 90s in high school, you know, you got to mm -hmm. kind of be ready to navigate it. Uh, so he's chastising Rayanne uh, because she's the one that's pressing this issue. He also notices that Corey has painted her shoes. And he warns Rayanne to not embarrass him. And Rayanne then tells him, eh, I'm probably not going to the dance anyways, because I have a drinking problem. So there you go. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. So obviously I won't go to the dance. Yeah. So I don't know if it's supposed to attribute this to the fact that she's coming down off this, this, um, I don't know, alcoholism. I don't know if that's what we're going to call it with her, but she doesn't come across in this episode and as being a very good friend. Like she, like, I feel like we're supposed to believe that she's a good friend. She's just, you know, she's just a little high strung and stuff, but she does not being a very good friend in this episode at all. Agreed. Uh, she could she should have had a couple of drinks, loosened up, <laughs> went loosened to the dance. Up, so. <laughs> but you I know, think everyone is being everyone's being a jackass in this maybe, episode. Maybe that's because, the point. Like she doesn't listen yeah. to Ricky and then she doesn't do well, we'll find out she's not making the phone call she's supposed to make. And then like there's all these little things where it's like you're just you're actually not very nice. Yeah, like it. Ricky but, Ricky blows off Angela, Brian's gonna blow off Ricky, Angela's shitty to fucking Brian, like Right, everyone's yeah. kind of shitty to shitty each to other deal, here. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, even even Ricky in that in that scene with Ryan, he's like, "Who cares about your stupid drinking yeah. problem? This yeah, is my I life." Know. Yeah, my life. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Yeah, I like you much better yeah. when you were drunk. Like you were fun. so much more fun. Yeah. So she offers to call Corey to explain the situation, which again, spoiler alert, she won't. Uh, so then we just get this scene of fucking Brian sitting in his bedroom again with his camera looking pensive. He's like playing with the camera. Um, 
for whatever reason. I don't think there's even narration. It's just like a 10 second scene where Brian's sitting in his room thinking. And then we find out what he's been thinking about because he goes to meet Delia at Big Guy Burger, which is where she works. And he goes through like the shittiest starting point of trying to break off the date with her, right? He says, yeah, I forgot I have this other commitment and it's <laughs> and it's kind of special. special. And as soon as he says the word, he narrates what we're all thinking, which is that is the worst thing that you could have fucking possibly said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My notes say, no, Brian. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's my reaction to what he said. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, oh, make, just... don't make Delia the, the Ralph Wiggum. Of the, I the was situation where that. you can it's pause funny. exactly where you can see her heart breaks. Yeah, yeah. we actually God. talked about God. that at school today. That exact scene. Oh, wolf. <laughs> uh, oh so bad. So I choo- choo- choose you. Oh, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> so uh-huh. then, but then he's like, mm, maybe we can catch a movie sometime. I'm like, you fucking shithead. Like seriously. It- if Listen, she pulled out a gun and shot you, it'd be in fun. All, in, all, in all honesty, <laughs> Stacey, I remember last week you asked us what high school was like for guys. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was just waiting to tell this story because of, of this scene right here. And I told the story on this podcast before, my, my prom story about how I was going to ask a girl to prom. And I was walking to ask her. And then another girl kind of intercepted me and asked me to prom. And I didn't have the heart to say no. So I said yes. But I, and as shitty as it sounds, like if that girl who I wanted to ask would have come up to me later and asked me to go to prom, I might have blown off that first girl. Uh, oh, yeah. Like I, I might have. Like, like as a jackass yeah, a thing, like, like, and I wouldn't have done it in probably his, you know, his way, but like, uh, you know, like I just, I probably would have rather have gone with the other girl. And, and you get infatuated. Now, I'm not, I wasn't as crazy infatuated as Brian is with. With Angela, I was like watching her from a window or anything, but like that was the girl that I was really pining over in, in high school. And if if she would have come and asked me, I probably would have broke it off with the first girl to go with this girl. Whatever you say, Krakow. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. Like I get a little bit of the angle. <laughs> I get a little bit of the sentiment where, and at least as we'll go on to say, she says, well, at least could you choose one of us? Like, just tell mm-hmm. me now. Well, I, I think I told this story before, too, but for my um, for my high school like kind of graduation one, safe grad, we've talked about what that is yes. before. <laughs> um, I, I had agreed with somebody who I dated for most of high school, but we broke up like a good, I don't know, seven or eight months before the end of the, the school year. And she wasn't even she was she was too, she was in university when we broke up because, you know, like, I'm a stud. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, so we had already agreed in advance that that she would go to grad with me, and then we broke up like eight months before grad, and we weren't like unfriendly. Like it wasn't a like we never talked to each other again. We were still kind of in touch here and there, but we certainly weren't hanging out. So when it gets closer to grad, I'm like, I don't want to go with this person. Like you know, I. So I asked another friend uh, to go who agreed. Or sorry, no, no, no. Here's the story. I called, I called my ex, and I said, I don't think we should go to grad together, and hung up the phone. And then I called another <laughs> friend of mine and asked them to go, and they said yes, but they had to leave because they were on the other line with my ex, talking about how I just told them I didn't want to go to grad with them. Oh, <laughs> baby, baby. Yeah. So yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Yeah. Well, there's a little look behind the scenes, Stacy, and uh, the male high school. Teacher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Breaking hearts. Taking <laughs> names and breaking hearts. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Delia asks if there's another girl, which Brian doesn't immediately answer, and she knows the answer from his non-answer. She says he should just go with who he wants to go with. So just tell her who he wants to go with. And so his, she's like, just tell me. And so he says, so I guess I would, which isn't a thing. Like, <laughs> that, is, that is not an answer. So she says, basically, what the fuck do you mean? And he finally says he'd rather go with the other person. Oh. So, and you know what? She does a great job acting here. Like, you can yeah. see, again, the point where her heart breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she was really good in that scene. And then she cries and tells him to leave. And I and then I said, now she has to go back to her shitty fast food job for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, right. And fake oh, a smile man. at everyone who walks up to the counter. Where like, we... Maybe one thing if she was cooking behind the scenes and she wouldn't have to deal with people. But, you know, I worked as a greeter at the Disney store and it was the worst fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to be happy all the time. Ha. And it was just Wait. I wanted to bash my head into a wall. I think you're probably answering my question, but I was going to ask how soul destroying was it on a scale of like one to a hundred? Like, you know, it's funny being like slightly, but yeah. Oh, see, I went to Disney a lot as a kid. My parents took me there and then, you know, me and my brother eventually, because I was the firstborn. So I went a few times before he was born and Mm -hmm. I was a very big Disney person. And I thought working at the Disney store is going to be great. And oh, (laughs) you know, it was like on a scale to of one to 100. It was like 1000 percent soul crushing. Just awful. I remember going to that store for the first time and coming out, looking at, I was with my wife, like girlfriend, but my wife, she's my wife now, and looking at her and just being like, there is nothing in that store for me. Like that was, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where we went, but that was not for me. Yeah. It almost made me not like Disney anymore. (laughs) Like that's how bad it was. It was just, you know, I mean, we went to Disney like nearly every year on vacation and that's why I thought, oh, this is going to be great because I love Disney and no, oh, and the people who work there, you know, they have the smile on their face on the floor, but one you go in the back room they're ripping you a new asshole if god forbid you mess up oh my god it's so bad (laughs) it's really bad uh so patty is in the living room doing some paperwork and he uh graham comes in and she's like come look at this and so now she's gone ahead and enrolled him into this fucking course so um if you have yeah if you haven't listened to our last episode Patty is trying to convince Graham to take a cooking course, but it's not like a, you know, a professional, you know, like chef's class. It's like night school for adults cooking course. Where you go to learn to make some bread. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so he's been hesitant, but meanwhile, he's not fucking working. So she signs him up and he's like, what does this mean? You enrolled me? And Patty says, I think you'd really enjoy it. And I'm, you know, I did it because it's kind of hard for you to focus sometimes and then Graham gets all huffy because that's what Graham does. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, he kind of just stares at her. Yeah. He doesn't have anything to say. Now, now, Alan, you were Team Patty in the last episode. Has this changed your uh, your opinion on uh, the fact that she just went out and enrolled for him? Or you still say, yeah, you know what? Kick him in the ass and get him in the class. They, they both suck, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at as well. Like, they're both terrible. Yeah. Maybe they're useless in the show now. Like, I just... Yeah. How is this doing anything for the show? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to do a super like boomer reference, but fucking Toonsis of the cat can drive them both off the cliff. 
<laughs> yeah. If you don't know what that is, kids, look it up. Tunes's yeah. the driving cat. I don't know what that is. That went right over my. Oh, head. nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so there's two things. Two things. No, no it's a SNL sketch from oh. like the early '90s. Also, oh. another thing I want you to look up when you have time after this podcast. Um, I look it up from time to time, and it's fantastic. It's an old SNL sketch. Uh, with Lucy Lawless, and it's uh, I mentioned Stevie Nicks a couple of weeks ago. It's St- Stevie Nicks's fajita roundup, and it's <laughs> she has she Stevie Nicks opens her own uh, uh, Mexican Tex-Mex restaurant, and it is fantastic. <laughs> and she takes it's Lucy Lawless playing Stevie Nicks, and she takes <laughs> Fleetwood Mac songs and <laughs> puts. Uh, uh, Mexican foods into the song as a sales pitch, and yeah, <laughs> sounds I, like a winner. I saw, I saw, I saw my reflection in a big plate of nachos, and it is fantastic. <laughs> um, it so is worth a trip for for Tim and for the sake of our listeners. Seeing as Tim, you didn't know the Tunes's reference. Tunes's is a cat yes. who can drive. That's literally the like Tunes's the driving cat is the name yes. of the sketch. The theme song is Toonses the Driving Cat. And the idea is that Toonses, and it's this little fucking like, what's it, animatronic cat that, that drives? But, like, yeah. 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 With the stupidest look on his <clears throat> face. But the whole thing is the cat's driving successfully, but it's a fucking cat driving. <laughs> so really, he can't drive. So every sketch ends with him driving off a cliff. And oh. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's I believe even funnier he because they use, they use a real cat in the intro and then they show the animatronic cat that. <laughs> Clearly, it's just such a charm difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. My, myself and a buddy, I think we were in probably grade six, and we were obsessed with this because I think he had a. Uh, he also had a psychic spunky at one time. <laughs> Anyways, it's fantastic. Who also couldn't drive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this won't be the last SNL reference, I guarantee you, for today. Oh. Ooh. Okay. So the doorbell at the house rings. Danielle answers the door and it's Brian and he's all dressed up and the parents and Danielle are like, whoa. Then Angela comes downstairs <laughs> all dressed up and Brian's like, uh, what's the sound effect? Ted, do you have it available for us? Uh, so are we talking about? Yep. That? Yep. Is that the one? Yeah. <laughs> I would have also accepted. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, <laughs> so, or the one that I would have done <laughs> when Krakow comes to the door. Yep. So. so Angela thinks that they're still going to pick Delia up, but Brian says, "Oh yeah, she's not going because her aunt is in the hospital." And the look on Angela's face, right, like <laughs> right away, she's like, "Fuck you!" Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She knows that shit's going down. And uh, mm. so, yeah. But the so, audacity of him to think that she wasn't going to go to the dance because he broke her heart. Yeah. Like, he, did he really think she wasn't going to go? Oh, like, that's the dumbest lie ever yeah. because we yeah, see yeah. later what happens. But it's like, <laughs> that's not, you're not thinking there, Krakow. You're supposed to be mm. smart. Yeah. And you're not thinking ahead. Well, he figured he just wrecked her so badly she wouldn't show her face. Yeah. Mm. I, th- I, th- I think he's thinking what is. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he moved back to her. She moved back to her small town, probably. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where everyone smiles at everyone. Yeah. So, oh, fuck, what a weird thing to be mad at. <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> so, so, Graham is in the bedroom 
And Patty comes into the bedroom to apologize, but gets distracted because the wallpapering is done and she's super <clears throat> impressed with it. Like she hasn't seen it at all in the last yeah, like five days. it's taken like a week to do yeah, this. Yeah, like you, you, you were in the bedroom when he was wallpapering with Brian earlier you in this episode. Every night. Yeah, she's yeah, but at, I think she's, it's, I, but I think because the furniture wasn't set up, like everything was you know, pushed out of the, the way and there were ladders everywhere. And I think this was the first time she was seeing it finished and the room looking normal with everything put back into its place. Because as we established last episode, she's probably a Virgo and a tight ass. So when she <laughs> in that room, she was probably very excited yeah. to see everything back in its proper place and the wallpaper looking good. It's a wonder she wasn't moving pictures to different parts of the wall because she didn't like where, where you put them. <laughs> right. So, so, so Graham has done a good job with the wallpapering, but now we get a good look at this wallpaper. It's fucking, fucking ugly. Oh, it's awful. The worst yeah, fucking wallpaper. Uh, it's like random, hey, hey, like, hey, hey, hey. what's it? Like random sticks, like pieces from trees. Like, Wasn't it, what do they say? Marigolds? What, oh, what morning glory. Morning glory. Morning glory. Yep. Oh, it's awful. Uh, and let's be honest, they said this p- wallpaper had been in their basement for decades, like for years. What is yeah, the chance that this wallpaper would look good? Yeah. Able right. to stick gotta, to begin you with. Gotta, you got to soak it in the big uh, yellow tub, like the, <laughs> the glue. three foot, four foot yellow tub that you got to soak it in to get that glue going. <laughs> I mean, we talked about all dried up. We talked about this last episode, but I still feel like wallpaper is like, if it's not a boomer thing, it's a Gen X thing. Like, I feel like, again, like. I, I feel like kids out there that would be that are not listening to this podcast because no one under fucking forty listens. But if they were, they would be as confused <laughs> yeah. about wallpaper as they were about yeah. tunes. I'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like I remember wallpaper growing up, but then there was a point in probably the nineties that the last wallpaper was removed from <laughs> the house that I grew up in. Yeah, and like. My house currently, like, there is zero wallpaper in it at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Like, my parents re-wallpapered that entire farmhouse. My my room was wallpapered. Every room was wallpapered. Other mm. than, like, the kitchen, everything was wallpapered. And, it, and the new house they built, there was not, there's not a single sheet of wallpaper in their new house. I do miss that classic old old cars, old jalopies. The border? Uh, uh, the, no, the, well, it was a border, but it was also a... Uh, it was in my room. It was also my cousin's room with the uh, old, like, Model T Fords, like the old oh, yeah. cars. Shocking. Uh, <laughs> wallpaper is classic. Yeah, I, I I've would seen vent- it in a few Facebook pictures of other people's things. Yeah. I, I would yeah. venture to guess that the only wallpaper that goes up now is either, like, a single color, like it's all blue, or it's, mm-hmm. novel- it's novelty, right? And mo- mainly, yeah, yeah. Uh, mainly probably for children, right? Like, oh, it's fucking... Uh, Pokemon wallpaper or some bullshit, right? <laughs> well, um, there are people who are maximalists and they use really crazy, colorful, giant flower yeah. um, wallpaper still. Um, someone I know is um, dating someone and they re-wallpapered the guest room in his house and it is insane, the pattern on that wall. It definitely looks like something that should have been up in the 70s. And I think that's kind of making a comeback because some people are going back to that look. Um, it's not as common, and there, it's only certain people doing it. But you know, wallpaper's kind of making a comeback. Oh damn! Not in my big flowers. Yeah, like big flowers, Jeez. big palm trees, like really, like, you know, crazy bright patterns and everything. Yeah. I'm not going to sleep because I think that flower will eat me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Patty Stop and looking at him, Swan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patty and Graham laugh uh, though about Angela and her oh, face awesome. when Brian uh, said that other girl was going, and they're like, "She's gonna have a terrible time." And I was <laughs> like, "That's the best thing the two of you have ever done on this show." Is I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. I give him points for that one. That yeah. is funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So then Patty says that she'll put a stop on the check for the registration. Um, again, kids out there are like, check, what <laughs> fuck, what are you talking about, right? Like, remember when you're like, look, I'm going to write a promise that I'm going to pay you on a piece of paper. I'm not going to give you cash or wire you the money instantly. Instead, I'm going to take a piece no. of paper and I'm going to write totally a promise will. to give you that money when you cash this check at the bank. Like, yeah, look, uh, look at me. I got a kid here. What am I going to do? Like, not pay it? Of course yeah. I will. I'm writing it down. Look at me. Look, Check me I out. I wrote it in my book. It's, it's there. Anyway, I know. Anyways, bye. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it um, is. Yeah. So Graham says he's going to go to the class since he's already signed up. He thanks Patty. And thankfully, that fucking storyline is over. So for now. Like, <laughs> now we have to get fucking him at his classes. But at least uh, we don't have to go through this situation anymore. Mm-hmm. So we get to the gym. The kids there are having fun. The gym is like half full, but it's like it's the biggest gym I've ever seen. Like, but you know what? It's kind of a true looking high school dance, right? Like some people are kind of dancing, but not many. Not everyone's there. They look kind of bored. It's kind of lame. Like it might be the best version of a dance I've seen on a show. Now, Uh, one quick thing. You know what the opening song is to the dance? Uh, This just in Arlo fact. It is Don Can't Decide by the Lemonheads from Come On, Feel the Lemonheads, which I believe Arlo mentioned was her favorite album. Yeah. Anyways, back to you. So, and in Big Burger. <laughs> in real, and in real life, I'm like, that's a fucking rad song. Like that, that, yeah. you know, I, you know, I'd love to be dancing and have that play, but in real life in 1994, no, no world is that fucking song playing at a dance in 1990. There yeah. is there is one song that they're going to play. I think they're going to play five songs at this dance, one of which they would have played. Um, I think I know which one. <laughs> yeah. I think I know which. Yeah. And SNL is going to come up again. Yep. So, oh. Oh. yeah. Ricky, Baby, don't hurt me. Uh, oh, come on. Don't hurt me. You spoiled it, guys. All right. Ricky oh, and- fuck, sorry. <laughs> oh. You got to edit it. Nope. Ricky and Corey are on the bleachers and seem to be having a pretty decent conversation. But then um, Corey tells Ricky that he's funny, but then is like, so uh, where's Rayanne? Uh, <laughs> Ricky's like, Ricky realizes that Rayanne hasn't called Corey in advance to say that she isn't coming to the dance. Corey asks why, and Ricky says it's a long story. And Corey's like, I wanted to ask her about her sneakers. I'm like, that's a dumb thing to say. Like... <laughs> All right. Anyways, Corey says, then he's like, you know, it's just weird when you picture how something is going to happen and it turns out to be different. And Ricky's like, yep, me right now. Uh, so that's sad. I mean, it's it's kind of funny because it's I feel like they don't paint the situation as obvious as it would be on other sitcoms where like they don't actually outright say like Corey is into Rayanne, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I dig that chick, or you know, like whatever, which is what they would yeah. normally say. It's yeah. just through the conversation where, like, I, I would even say as a viewer of this, 
it's not even like confirmed that Corey wants to go out with Rhianne or he's interested in being with her. He's just talking about her and Ricky's taking that as a sign that mm-hmm. he's not into their situation. Yeah. Right. Well, I, you know, yeah. you brought up the Spike Michelle snake scenario from Degrassi High. And remember when Snake explained that he was going with someone else and Michelle leapfrogged to, he has a girlfriend. And it's the same yeah. kind of thing yes. where high school yeah. kids just over dramatize everything. H- how does he have a girlfriend? Like, yeah. like, what are you talking about? It's the same thing mm. with Ricky. Yeah. Um, so. We then have Brian and Angela arriving at the dance. I will pass it over to uh, Ted again if you've got the song. If you don't, I've got it. Oh, no. Uh, no you go ahead, please. It is Dropout by Urge Overkill. And, yeah, and, and Brian, when they walk in, narrates to us that he should be starting a conversation. But Angela's just like, can you get me a drink? Which, <laughs> to me, again, I'm like, that's kind of a fucking jerk move because... You don't want to go to the dance with him. You don't want to be his date. You're upset about this, right? But then yeah, the yeah. moment that you walk in the door, you do a thing that a date would ask somebody to do. Can you get me a drink? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. So, uh, yeah. So with this, I did try to look up this song, and I didn't realize it was Urge Overkill. But sometimes what Shazam will do is focus on the wrong thing. It'll focus on the background noise. <laughs> and it thought that this song was Empty Net Tavern by Sword Coast Soundscapes, which is basically a pirate tavern soundtrack. What do you think like a pirate tavern, like the, the background noise would sound like? Yes. That's what it is. So that there's like, here's your song. Well, you get what you pay for, Teddy. That's yep. uh, free Shazam. So, uh, yeah, enjoy. So, yeah, it's uh, I didn't realize it was our jumper kill. Yeah. I thought it was this. Uh, pirate shanty town. <laughs> Yo, ho, ho. You're at the dance. Walk the plank. Arr. Enjoy right. yourselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> no drinking or smoking. Where's me booty? <laughs> so, Brian, Brian leaves Angela, and Angela sees Corey, and then she sees that Ricky is walking away from Corey looking pretty sad. And then Angela also sees Sharon, and the two of them kind of share a smile. They're not going to chat, but again, there's peace there. Uh, Ricky sees that Brian is at the drink table. So here's another question. Uh, In your school dances or any public dances, was there a punch bowl ever? No. Never. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't know what the fuck is the obsession. I think they did this in Degrassi too, right? Like, yeah, punch Arthur bowl. and you have to make the punch. Yeah, punch bowls at dances. It's like that never happens, folks. I don't know why yeah. it's a thing on TV. Yeah, and, I, I mean, mean, it may have happened in like the fifties and sixties. That's the writers, but... maybe when they were in school. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah. Like, maybe. And it's you, you know, well, usually it's used yeah. as a trope for fucking spiking the punch bowl. Yeah. But exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that didn't happen in this case. It was just no, there. Well, yeah. Most of those kids are drunk already when they get there. Even if they had a fucking punch bowl and even if it wasn't being spiked, I'm not sharing a big fucking tub of drink with like uh, other people that you're that's out in the open. Like it would be different if it was in like the dispenser, like the Gatorade dispenser, but fucking Oh, we would ha- yeah, we had those <laughs> yeah. dances like off to the side. No, the Gatorade's uh dispenser things, but we yeah, no, never a punch bowl. We never had them at dances, but we always had the McDonald's orange drink. 
Oh God, yes. We had those at family reunions. Uh, that yeah. shit was like crack. Like, oh, it, oh my God, it really was. And then I found out. I mean, I still don't know if I'm assuming it's not a thing anymore. But I found out like in my 20s, someone was like, you know, if you ask for that drink when you order at McDonald's, they'll give it to you. And so I was fucking getting that drink for a good period of time when I'd get my McDonald's in like my 20s. Well, the Fanta orange <laughs> drink that they have at McDonald's, my wife says is this. I can't. It's too sweet. So I won't even ever drink it. But she says if you go to the machine and they have that Fanta orange, it's it's the same drink. Oh, shit. I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's carbonated. Well, yeah, like that's the weird thing, right? It's so it's an orange drink, but it's not orange juice, and it's oh, not, God, no. and it's also not, not, yeah, yeah, and it's not it's carbonated like orange. It's like something in the middle. It's very sweet, right? Yeah, yeah. We used to have it at family reunions, and the one job of one of the families that had to come always had to bring that orange drink <laughs> in a big like, gated. Well, it was a McDonald's tub. Like they would rent it to you. It's so weird, right? McDonald's is like we're a fast food place, but we'll also give you a big tub of drink for you to. Yeah. It was- yellow right yeah 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 the tub or the drink the tub the tub yeah 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 it was yellow yeah yeah so they're over at the punch table and ricky asks brian if him and angela came together and brian says sort of and ricky says well i was hoping that we could hang out but i wanted to be sure and brian is like Maybe we shouldn't hang out in case me and Angela want to dance or something. I'm like, uh, what that's a f- what I don't understand. F- Why would Ricky think that they are together? Right. Like, other than the fact they came together, why would he even think that it would be weird for him to go hang out with them because they might be making out later tonight? It's, it's like he knows how she feels about Jordan Catalanos. So why would there do- even be a thought? And how he she doesn't like Brian. Right. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, this episode was real. It was unless, almost like it was written by six different people, and they pieced it together. Unless he's trying to be a bro, because him and him and um, Brian have kind of become buddies. Maybe he's trying to do that, being like, "I know I'm not going to step on your on your grass, man." Yeah. And again, it's like what even if even if they were into each other, right? Like if, if I was there with my girlfriend, and my friend was like, "Can I hang out with you?" It's like. <laughs> No, because I'm gonna. I think we're gonna fuck on the bleachers. Like, what, yeah, right here. Right. Yeah. Like, what's the what's the point of being alone? And you're not in private, anyways. You're surrounded by people. It's a fucking dance, right? Right. So, just bizarre situation here. So, so Brian goes back to the bleachers and gives Angela her drink. And Brian or Angela saw the interaction and sees Ricky standing by himself at the table and is like, well, well, what happened? What did you say to him? And she's pressing on it. And I mean, immediately she could be like, well, why doesn't Ricky come over here? Right? Like, but Brian eventually fesses up and says, he told Ricky that they shouldn't hang out. And of course, Angela's not happy about this. Um, yeah. And Brian can't describe it because he's an oaf. So he's like, you know, I, I just, maybe if we wanted privacy and Angela's like, what do you think is happening? You know? <laughs> Um, Angela needs to start carrying around a spray bottle like get half for a cat or something like that. <laughs> yes. Get out of that. Don't, 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 don't get down. No, no, no way. Bad Brian. I would never do that with my cat. But, you know, uh, sugar cat. She gets mad at him and says, This isn't a thing. And Brian is like, Oh, well, maybe we'd want to dance. Angela's like, We're not going to fucking dance. Like, <laughs> yeah. So then Angela sees Delia talking with Ricky at the table and, you know, she she says, you know, 
to Brian, like, you're heartless, and she leaves him. But as she walks away after telling Brian that he's heartless, Jordan Catalano is at the dance. So Angela and Jordan Catalano exchange a look, and Brian sees all of this, and so we get him narrating that it's ironic that she called him heartless, and it is ironic, but it is still true. Like, you, yes, you can both be shitty. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. In, in some ways, you both kind of deserve each other. So. Ah, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So Brian approaches Delia and he says to her what he did was heartless. Uh, the song that starts playing. Do you have this one, Ted? What did what did it tell you this one is? Uh, fucking. Oh, uh, let me see. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, is this... I have it if you don't. <laughs> you can go ahead, Stacy. It's Pressure by Sunscream. Yes. Ooh, some scream. They're yeah, the ones who edgy. sang that Love You More song that came out in 1993. It's like alternative rock dance. It's great. Um, so Sharon, nice. uh, as Brian is talking with Delia, Sharon approaches the table along with Kyle. Brian <laughs> says hi to them, but Sharon is not having any of it. And nope. Sharon, as loudly and obviously as possible, <laughs> says to Delia... <laughs> It's really great that you came on your own. There are so many cute guys for you to meet. And then they all leave Brian at the table. <laughs> While making a stink face. Yeah. Yeah. Cute so deflating balloon. Yeah. The sound effect again. Well, and now now it's not only losing your boner. Like, everyone hates you now, Brian. So good job. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like you're a shithead. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Um, And, you know, the sad thing for Brian with all of this is like... He shouldn't be good enough with women to be a shithead with women. <laughs> right? right. Like the only situation like a, that yeah. he gets into with girls, he fucks it up to the point where other people end up hating him. Oh my God. His yeah. first foyer into, into this and he fucks it up so bad. He should yeah. have like, been so attached to Delia. Yeah. He should have been like, absolutely, like, absolutely anything. Like, yeah. you can kill me and I'll be fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> so so they all leave Brian alone at the table. We go outside and Ricky is there and Angela approaches him. Ricky tells Angela that Rayan never ended up calling Corey. Angela asks if uh he should uh, if they should kill Rayan, which I'm like, okay, that's a lot to, to say. Should we fucking murder her? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky says Good that house on fire. Yeah, R- Ricky mm-hmm. says that only solves half the problem. She asks what the other half is, and he says it's that he belongs nowhere and with no one, and that he doesn't fit. He's very upset. Angela gives him a hug. It's uh, it's sad. It's kind of poignant. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, you'd have to imagine. I mean, never being in that position myself, but like that has to be somewhat like kids that were watching this show that were in the same spot as Ricky had to be feeling like, wow, that that they're. They're they're speaking to me. Yeah. And and again, it's like it's not just that this one person that Ricky likes isn't into him. It's that like there there's it's so hard to navigate the situation. Like imagine imagine having options but not really having options. Um mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And and then feeling like there's not there's not a space in this world for you that fits. Um and it wasn't really good for other kids watching it because he really was one of the first yeah openly i mean you knew he was gay and he was a teenager 
on a TV show and they were finally mm-hmm. showing it. And he was as much as he was trying to hide himself. He also wasn't at the same time. Yeah, and it was exactly. the first time that you saw something like that on TV. And it was really amazing at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, absolutely. so they're sharing this hug and as they're hugging out comes Jordan. Do de do de do. The rocks rolling in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's walking out of the dance with his friends, his friends, they walk past Angela. His friends keep walking. Jordan kind of stops, but doesn't turn around. He just kind of stops mm-hmm. back to Angela and Ricky and Ricky tells Angela, it's okay. Go over and, and talk with him. So Angela approaches Jordan to talk and uh brian comes out the door of the dance and he sees angela still talking with jordan and so he goes back inside so again like just fucking like stomping and pissing all over brian's heart for (laughs) for the last Mm. 10 minutes fuck my life (laughs) so then here's another fucking stupid conversation with jordan and angela and this harkens back to I. He's asked Angela this before, but he he presses her up against a fence. Oh man, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, mm. why are you like this? <laughs> and I I think he's genuinely confused. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> well, doesn't doesn't she say like like, like what and she, she says? Like how, like, like, like like how like, you are. Like how you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this and, is like the worried time when, like, they do that experiment when they give a gorilla a kitten to, like, <laughs> don't break its neck and <laughs> eviscerate it, please. Just gentle, yeah. gentle. Yeah. And, like, it, <laughs> oh, it's fuck. And then the gorilla's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm a gorilla. And, like, Angela goes on with this whole stupid thing. Like, this is the dumbest conversation. But, of course, Jordan doesn't realize it's dumb, right? He either thinks it's deep or he just doesn't know what's going on. But Angela carries on like it. He's like, yeah, like how you are. And then she's like, how am I? And he walks away from her and then she keeps yelling at him. She's like, how am I? (laughs) You would think at that point she would have said to herself like, whew, dodged a bullet with that guy. Yeah, like someone else. Like at some point she should have done that four episodes ago. But she's dumb. (laughs) Yeah, like enough. So... Yeah, she's she's still going along with this shit. So we go back inside to the dance, and the music changes again. And I'm assuming that no one had to Shazam this tune. Hell no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that is what is love by Hathaway. It is. And go ahead, SNL reference, please. Well, I was gonna say like that. That is probably in my top five favorite SNL skits of all time. Is when Jim Carrey, maybe Jim Carrey coming back or coming on SNL, might be one of the best SNLs of all time. Yep. And and just it's pure Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, Night at the Roxbury starts. It is just pure SNL mid nineties gold. Yeah. So again, if, if you know, for those of you that are really young who are not listening to the show anyways, but yeah, it's I mean, describe the sketch. It's a it's a about these two guys that go to a club. I guess they're regulars at this club, and they have quite a quite a style of dance where they're kind of shaking their head to the beat to the side and. And every once in a while, they think that a girl wants to dance with them, but they both are going to go dance them. I guess they're brothers. And a girl will, a woman will come on the floor, and, and one will come over, and they'll start saying, you want to dance? You want to dance? And they'll both just start dancing with her and just just dry-humping the hell out of her. Yeah. And then and then Jim Carrey ends up being in this sketch, too, sketch too, and he's like the third brother or the friend. And they get, keep getting kicked out of all these different clubs, ended up at an old age center at the end, dancing with all these <laughs> old women. But like, it's hard to describe the, scene, the skit. 
you do have to if you've never seen it you have to love watch it it's just it's pure snl in the 90s it's will ferrell like why you when you know will ferrell is is like a god for this show and what is love is the song that they're always playing by hadaway which is what so now to this day there are still people that will do the fucking dance when they hear what is love i will Mm -hmm. do the dance Yeah, if I hear Tim's that guy. I will. Um, mm-hmm. Now the uh, the the skit was the skit, and in, you know, in SNL, having a reoccurring skit is one thing. They made a fucking movie. Oh yeah, I don't like the yeah. movie. I don't. I've never seen it. I will never watch I have no it. Time for There's it. no way I, I would no watch that movie. Uh, but yes, they they took this. You mean joke. those? Though, are you? T- hold on. Are we saying that those? Five minute sketches don't equate to a ninety minute feature film. <laughs> the only one, the only it, one I could think of that did really well was Wayne's World, yep. right? Because that was, you know, that worked out. And uh, there may have been are an, you, oh, yep. one yeah, one other, but mo- for the most part, yeah. Anytime they try to turn anything from like a one, like a five minute sketch into ninety minutes, because you know most movies are, y- you kind of got, you kind of have to get them to ninety minutes. They just didn't work. I mean, you know, Canadian Lauren Michaels tried with some of these things, but woof, some of them are really bad. I mean, I don't think that they've made a movie out of an SNL sketch for the last 15 years. Like, I think they stopped doing it. Yeah, they did so. But in the 90s, so yeah, you had Wayne's World, which was a success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You had Wayne's World 2, which (laughs) I know some people who like it. I think it sucks, but... Yeah, I didn't really like it, too. They had the Night at the Roxbury movie, they had mm-hmm. it's Pat. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was waiting Ladies for it. I was like, which one is the most transphobic? Oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, this the sketch was that uh was it uh was it Julia Sweeney? Uh, Julia, yeah, uh, Julia, Julia Sweeney, Sweeney, yeah. Played a character and no one knew what their gender was. So yes. yeah. And that was that was strap in for ninety minutes of hilarity or oh no zero hilarity <laughs> it was not uh, did they try to make just... a movie out of stuart too? yeah the stuart guy saves stuart's his family Smalley. stuart saves his family uh, oh my god yes. ladies man uh, the ladies man. ladies man was at the end of it i think yeah. that was at the end of the arc yeah with tim meadows the ladies man they Ooh, had they movie? made movies and tim from... meadows fantastic yeah oh yeah and, and oh. the ladies man sketches are funny uh they yeah. made they made a coneheads movie but the movie oh. came out like 10 years after the Conehead sketches were, were a thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they did a Coneheads like... movie. I mean, honestly, like, SNL stars were better off going from SNL and doing their own movies. <laughs> like, yeah. Adam Sandler, Absolutely. billions of dollars in movies, right? Will Ferrell, yeah. <laughs> billions of dollars in movies. Like You know, like uh, Mike Myers, you know, but uh, yeah, but yeah, the actual SNL movies just eh, didn't really work. Now, I will say this as someone who worked at NBC at the tail end of Will Ferrell's SNL career. I was in the elevator with him once. He's really, really tall. I was in the elevator with Chris Kattan a couple of times. He is teeny tiny. Just (laughs) like I could fit him into my pocket because I'm Mm. 5'9", but I used to wear heels, you know, because I worked at an office. And I was like towering over this dude. It was really bad. And then in my heels, Will Ferrell made me feel like a shrimp. He was really tall. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. I'd say yeah. What is he like six six three or something? Like I would say he's like, six three. Yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah. at least six three. <laughs> Do you remember um, Chris Kattan and Mr. Peepers? Oh my god. 
Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. The sketch that he did as Mr. <laughs> Peepers with The Rock. Oh, I was going to oh, say yeah. with, with uh, Dawson's Creek is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that was, oh my God. That was so great. Yes. That was also mm-hmm. a good one. But The Rock, um, I had just started working at NBC, and they were raving about how great he was on the first mm. show that he did. They were like, oh, my God. They didn't realize that the wrestlers were actually good at acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they had, yeah, they used yes. to bring each other on for their monologues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will say this about SNL movies, though. <laughs> if they made a Toonces movie, I would be going opening night. <laughs> I don't Alan, care. I will fly up and go to Toronto to see that. Toons is driving that fucking car off a cliff for 90 minutes. This I like be- belly laughs the whole time. I-, I will laugh out loud so loudly the whole time. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, uh, so when Hadaway starts playing, uh, Sharon and Kyle are there looking unimpressed with each other, and they both kind of storm off to, I guess, fight or something. And they leave uh, uh, Delia and Ricky standing there. So Ricky asks Delia to dance. So they go out to the dance floor. And for about 20 seconds, things are kind of normal. And then Ricky explodes <laughs> in <laughs> fucking oh, dance breaks it. Yeah. Like, he starts dancing like he's on Club MTV. He is like zero oh, to ninety. Circus for you Ontario fans, there. yeah, yeah, uh, very much. Yes, Electric Circus for sure. <laughs> and and so Lydia very briefly is like, "The fuck is going, what on? Is going on?" And then mm. she goes fucking ape shit too. She's and, like, "All right, I'll, I'll dance as crazy as you're dancing. Why not?" I'll follow this beat. And they're fucking rad. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, they've been practicing dancing since they were toddlers with each other. And they're just. <laughs> right, uh, like, yes. And this is our time. Yeah. 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 Stars aligned. Yeah. So they go through this fucking great dance routine. Um, you know, it doesn't stop everybody around them, but there's clearly a circle that's formed around them. And they are the center piece of, of the dance floor at this point. And also. We get a shot over to Sharon and Kyle looking on. Sharon is smiling because she is glad that, you know, they're both, both of her friends who were sad have now found mm-hmm. each other and are having a good time. But her smile falls off her face when she looks at Kyle, who is clearly the next guy to be sporting a major boner over Delia. He is. Oh, yeah. is it Delia? I, I read it the other way. Oh. I I thought it was I was I had a question mark next to it. I was like, is it is it at Ricky? Like I, I don't it was know, at Ricky. but oh well, you but, know but what? It doesn't, but it's it doesn't say. No, yeah, no, you're right. You're all right. The shows that Kyle is looking at dance floor like ah, like just this look in his eyes. But it could be just. It also could be that they're having fun and they're like the center of attention, and he's the wallflower sitting. You know. Uh, he's, no, I think he's into one, I think I he's into one of them. Because of Sharon's reaction, I kind of thought she's like, oh, fuck, I was right. Um, I mean, it, but I, I mean, I could be told. I don't know. This is as far as I've ever watched. I can't remember where this goes, so it could be. That would be much more interesting. I mean, either way, sorry, Sharon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the <Yeah>. dream's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not happening there. But yeah, so. Now, I must say, having having supervised a numerous, numerous uh, school dances in my career. Now, we don't have them anymore, but. Earlier in my career, we we had quite a few at the one school I was at, and they were held in our our cafeteria, cafetorium, like auditorium, cafeteria thing, and it had a sunken main floor, and it kind of had like it was kind of like raised like an auditorium where there was seating, but 
it wasn't like fixed seating. So that's where like the tables were for lunch and it sunk down in the middle. So uh, on the dances, like at the end, right. And you've been supervising all night. You're kind of like, I don't want to be here anymore. This is fucking like, let's get this over with. So like the dance is done. We're kind of just standing there wondering, all right, like let's get these kids out. So someone had the idea of saying, okay, we're going to turn the lights on because the lights are off. Yep. So we flip the lights on. And if you could imagine what would be going on in a dance floor amongst the 150, 200 high school kids, <laughs> it was pretty quick to being like, that was a mistake. Let's turn those lights off because that we didn't need to, to want to see that. Like it was like, yep. Yeah. Oh, that's happening. Okay. Turn those back on. Let's get out guys. Also in Canada, <laughs> uh, another situation where you would think turning the lights on would end a situation, but did not is if there is a bench clearing brawl at a hockey game. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, yes. they've done that too, where they've turned the lights on, and uh, those kids just kept fighting. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a sight to behold, and uh, I don't think we tried that tactic ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh man, I think I told this story before. I'm not sure though, but one time when I was at a school dance, a teacher comes up to me and says, uh, "You know, Tim, I, you need to go into the boys' washroom because you know, I, I um, a guy and a girl went in there, and I think they're doing stuff. Oh, I don't know what she said. I think they're, I think you know." Think there's something going on. She put her fingers like up to her like <laughs> face, like two fingers, and she's like, ur, 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 ur. yeah. So, so I walk in. I'm like, oh. So I walk in. I'm like, I'm like banging on the door, coming in, coming in. I come around the corner and I see someone on their knees in the stall. I'm like, oh, oh dear. Right. Here we go. So I'm oh, like, so like, hey, hey, and all of a sudden, all I hear is, oh no. It was just a kid <gasps> that had been puking because he was drunk. Oh, oh thank oh, God. Oh, my God. And he comes out like, of no. get, finally get him up. I'm like, oh, this is hilarious now. Like, my mind's completely, I'm like, this is the best case scenario almost. Of what could <laughs> and the kid comes out. He goes, oh, oh, Mr. Palmer, I, uh, it's the first night I've ever drank before. I said, well, no kidding. You're puking already. <laughs> like, uh, we just need to get you home right now. But it was so, my like, everything in my brain just went like, oh, thank God. When all I heard was, yeah. oh. you were just like, you my- know what? Have another drink. I'm so fucking happy right now. Let's let's just, <laughs> yeah, let's you have know one what? together. Yeah, you're good. Just go <laughs> home. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was horrified because when I heard the knees thing and then the noise, yes. I was like, no, 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 don't tell me, no, no. Oh God. <laughs> That's what I thought I was. Seeing. That's yeah. What I thought I was coming in on. Ugh. I just I like the way that you're like coming in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Gonna take a big dump. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the last song that plays is Try by Billy Pilgrim. It's a slow song. Uh, Angela comes back inside to the dance. Brian is standing there by himself. So she comes up to him and she says hello. And now she's like, you know, I'm a jerk. Everything is my fault. And as she's kind of apologizing, we again get the Brian narration. So. He's like, her hair smells incredible. He tells some long story about where the smell comes from that I don't care about. Walking through an orange grove or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Orange groves, yeah. Um, Orange drink at McDonald's. Like, (laughs) yes, it's McDonald's drink. Like, look, okay, so I I, I will fully admit there are people who I dated where um, I remember the smell of their hair. And if I met them again and and they still had the same smell, it would bring back familiar feelings. I would not be like, it reminds me. Of being on a tropical island and, you know, the sun is shining and I'd just be like, it's fucking coconut. Like, it's, it's fine, yeah. right? But he goes into this long story about what it reminds him of. Angela apologizes and 
Angela or Brian says the dance is stupid. Angela says no one has a good time. So they're both like, oh, we hate this dance. Oh, they're such they're such lovely souls to be around. Yeah. Souls such. <laughs> and oh, so man. so then Angela asks Brian to dance, and Brian immediately says, Not with you. And, right. uh... and I'm about to stand up and applaud uh in my room mm. watching this. But then, but then, like very yeah. realistically, he, you know, he says the thing that he wants, like he wants to, you know, dig it into her, but then immediately backs backs off. Yeah. Right. Not to the point where he says to he's going to dance with her, but he's like, not with you. And then he's like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't really care about dancing that much. I don't care about dancing. <laughs> Which, like, I've, you know what? I've been there too. Where it's like you want to like mm. stick that dagger in, but then the moment you do that, you're like, "But I still want you to like me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So mm. he says, "Yeah, I don't care much about dancing." She says, uh, "Me neither," and that is the end of the show. I have to say, I like the way they ended that because they're standing there miserable. They pan out, and then it ends with the world happiness sign oh, yes. with the Earth with a giant smile on its face <laughs> while they're standing there miserable watching <laughs> everyone else dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, Life of Brian. I said, um, so, you know, there are some flaws. Boomers writing for kids, punch bowls, <laughs> wallpaper, like shit that doesn't fucking make sense. Kids not being able to hang out with each other at dances. I still thought this episode was A+. Plus. I yep. com- completely um, in agreement with the assessments that this is maybe not the 37th best episode of television I've ever seen, but... Um, certainly, uh, well, as of yeah. 1997, sure. But since 1997, <laughs> there's been a lot of really good TV shows. True. That have been uh, yeah. 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 Like there are 37 episodes of Breaking Bad that are better than this. So <laughs> right. I, yeah. 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 I, I thought same thing. I was like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, what it is, it's a really good episode of television. Yeah. Well, it, it really shows about, what it's right? like, like to it be. Doesn't... It doesn't feel like 45 minutes or an hour or whatever you want to think about. Like, I felt that with the last two episodes when you watched it. Like, the, some of these episodes would feel like a bit of, like, a slag. Like, where you're like, ugh. Right. We're not done. You're only halfway through. Oh, my God. When that, my so-called life hits, you're like, fuck. We still got half of this to go. This one felt quick. Like, this one moved. And I think that's a good indicator of what the sh- episode, how good the episode is when you kind of get lost in the episode a little bit. Yeah. I agree with that assessment because it really did for me when I was rewatching it. Because I hadn't rewatched this episode in a while. And it was funny how things were coming back to me as I was watching it because I watched this first run. Then I watched it when they showed it on MTV because they showed it on MTV a lot. Uh, How long ago was that? Like 20 something years ago. And it's just funny how I knew everything that was going to happen, even though I hadn't seen the episode in so long. I was like, wow, I do remember a lot from this. It's kind of freaky. Ted, what'd you think? Uh, Good. Um, there you go. I, do, I don't think <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the quote on the poster. Like, Ted, I don't, I good. Think, I think our, everybody, our Jordan Catalano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it kind of sums up like nobody is innocent and everybody's kind of guilty, but there's different levels of guilt. Like everybody's a stupid on this show, but that's kind of life too. As a teenager, like yes. you're not totally innocent. Nobody is. Nobody's the. You know, it's like uh, just back and forth the uh, the seasickness of of youth, and you're like, oh, you're trying to make your own way, but you're pr- trying to be nice, but you're hurting people at the yeah, same like, time, you know, because you want to get like in a. Ugh, it's yeah. it's it's yeah, that was good. It was 
it was entertaining to watch. The, it was like, and I never felt like, oh, I gotta watch this again. Yeah. It's like, no, I thought it was thought it was good. I thought it was entertaining. And and there's no it. there's no hero or villain like yeah right exactly like, which Bri- is real life you yeah know? but like Brian nice. does Brian does a shitty thing but he's not necessarily a villain. Angela does a shitty thing but then you know people do good things as well right like and that's just throughout this this series mm-hmm. like you know just people aren't one or the other they just they make good decisions they make bad decisions they just make decisions right yeah exactly yeah the, and, and that them, i really none liked of them are about so it. bad none of them are major it's not going to be life-altering but they do they i'm sure they will have consequences in this show to some extent i'm sure i hope the show follows through with some of the stuff because it feels like it this feels like a point in the show where it may be like there's changes happening or like there's some realizations happening and the show is going to take those, I hope. Um, oh, which yeah. Is good. I don't know. Though. Yes. Like, yep. Couldn't tell you. I mean, you know, we won't get into it, but like Rayanne has yet to do her shittiest thing. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you is, feel that's coming, right? Like you feel like where she is sort of, I don't want to say showing true colors, but she's showing a side of herself that maybe isn't good yeah where before you always got the side effect no she's just being a friend she's kind of she's kind of quirky it's like well no i don't know after this episode she's not really very nice and she's not and a reliable s- friend either yeah and you see a little bit of a little bit of a thing at the end between brian and angela so maybe there's that maybe we have a you know a, someone who's interested in, in um ricky who who is sharon's boyfriend even though you know just like i feel like it's that turning point of this up ep- this show where maybe i can see why People love up to this point. I don't really understand why people love this show. I really don't. Like it's good. It's fine. But now, if this kind of like this episode kind of takes things forward, it's like okay, I can see it took a while to get its footing, but but like there's something here. Uh, so yeah, there we go. That's Life of Brian, everybody. And next time we come to you, I mean, maybe we'll pivot again and do Hobo. You know, we'll see, <laughs> right? Oh, your ears perk up like a dog. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. No, I. Uh... You, you know I'm always interested in that because yeah. <laughs> that's right, Linda. Ooh, she just jumped up out of her bed. And she just can't wait. Yeah. So so we may do little. Oh no, Sobo. not that. That's not that one. <laughs> Don't growl. Um, if we do uh, move into another episode of my so-called life, we're moving into episode twelve, which is called self-esteem, according to the Wikipedia. Jordan won't acknowledge his new relationship with Angela. Graham starts his cooking classes, and a new teacher invites Ricky to join the drama club. And TV Guide ranked this one in 2009 as episode number 44 on the 100 Greatest Episodes. And 2009, post-Sopranos, post-Breaking Bad, post-The Wire, post-Six Feet Under. So... Yeah, wow. it's am- it's amazing. No, it's amazing, and you have to have me on for that one. <laughs> All right, well, Stacy's coming back next time, everybody. So there you go. Yeah, locked in. Uh, that was the contract that we signed to get her on for this one. That's right. Uh, yeah, he was mm-hmm. like, only if you bring me on for the next one will I agree. So uh, <laughs> there you go. So uh, until then, again, I'm Alan. Slip with five eyes or slip. We're Narbos and Broomheads Podcast at gmail.com If you want to write us. Narbos and Broomheads podcast on Instagram. Narbos and Broomheads. Wait, no, Narbos podcast. I don't know what our Twitter handle is. Fuck it. Go on to, <laughs> go on to, uh, yeah, go on to Facebook and find our Facebook group there as well to talk about Pippi Longstocking. Tell us, mm-hmm. you know, did we get it wrong with wallpaper? Is wallpaper a thing? Uh, did you love it? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you marry it? <laughs> <laughs> Just wrap yourself in it and roll around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, that's all the social medias here. Over to you, Teddy. 
Hey, I'm Ted at Sewa3 on the Instagram machine. Uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, still blizzarding here. Let's throw it down to Oakville. Tim here at Fall ET. Uh, it is not blizzarding here. And uh, mm. up to down, I shouldn't say up to. That's wrong. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe. Stacy, whereabouts in New York? Are you actually in New York? I'm 30 miles north of New York City. Ooh. You actually might be north of Oakville then. No. <laughs> no. Well, I'm not. Right yeah, no, I'm not. All right. Then down, down. to New York to Stacy. <laughs> Um, your Twitter handle is Narbo's podcast, by the way. I just looked it up for you. Just to make sure. One of us us gets paid to podcast, by the way. You can guess who. (laughs) That's that. She's a real. Who knows her shit. Yeah. My my Twitter handle is Stay Scots. I will not be verified anymore, thanks to Elon Musk, but you can find me there if you want to. And if we want to know, I want to hear more about the New York Yankees, because you know what? No one ever talks about them. <laughs> and so, you know, if I could find that rare place where there's Yankees discussion, where would I go? You can watch me on Locked On Yankees on YouTube, and you can find it on every podcasting platform available. And I honestly would really love for as many people to subscribe. You don't even have to watch; just subscribe and help me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I subscribe. Um, you got it. I'll do yeah. that tonight. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everybody. Oh, we've got Ted coming oh, on. Teddy. Oh, he's got his, oh. look at that cap. Oh. He's wearing a Yankees, Yankees. cap. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Ted, who's, who's your favorite Yankee, Ted? Oh, yeah, the good ones. You know, you got to get out there. You got to give 110%, you know, <laughs> just hit for the fences. I mean, me and the, me and the team, you got to stick together. You got to co- cohesive. You got to go with the road plan. You know, it's just all about the game, really, when it comes down to it. So that's, that's my favorite Yankee. Also, is Derek Jeter still playing? <laughs> Final he's plug been re- for he's SNL. Been re- he's been Go retired ahead. nearly 10 years. Okay, well. Fired in, the general manager job, no, or whatever it was. Well, in its place, look up SNL Derek Jeter's Taco Hole. Taco Hole. And yes, I was going to mention that before. It is yeah, also the best thing. Right after uh, Stevie Dix's Fajita Roundup. And after Toons is the driving cat. So Yes. <laughs> and his best friend Spunky. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Peace. All right. See ya. Mm, baby. Well, I just said I don't get my love. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around the cafe Just to get to my dreams